This is the MLW Radio Network. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And Josh Chernoff. And uh, we're excited to announce that Mind of the Meanie is now powered by the MLW Radio Network. Myself and Josh Chernoff will bring you a show every week where we talk about everything from wrestling, movies, sports, and useless knowledge. But most importantly, we have a great group of neighbors there with front row material. Absolutely. Front row material. We've got Mike Freeland. We've got Mikey Whipwreck. And we have got hashtag... This is Jerry Lynn. You're welcome again for that. I love to be here with you guys. I'm glad to call you neighbor. Maybe I'll stop over for uh, some extra coffee or a cup of sugar or have a slice of dropped pie. Ditto. Please tune into Mind and the Meanie. Please keep supporting Front Row Material and we'll be a part of this great MLW radio network. Front Row Material presents... The False Finish. Welcome in, Mikey Whipwreck, and your host, Mike Freeland. Hold on. Jesus, you should see a doctor. What are you doing? Hold on. I can't be distracted. Are you at the urologist's? Almost there. I don't know if I should be... Almost there. Jesus Christ. What the hell was that? We got... Okay, I've been drinking a shit ton of water. And so was it. Yes. I've been drinking about... Trying to hit... 100 ounces a day. Okay? Mm -hmm. They say you're supposed to drink half your body weight. Well, fuck you. I'm not a goddamn hippo. (laughs) So we had a water cooler and it broke. It started leaking from the bottom. You know those water coolers with the big blue jug on top? The five gallon. You mean you had that at your house? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. Well, it broke. It started leaking water from the bottom. That's a whole other fucking story for a whole other time. (laughs) I I didn't want to spend $150 on on a fucking new one, right? Okay. Because to be honest, we didn't plug it in because I don't like really cold water. I like room temperature water, and we didn't use the hot water, so it's really pointless to have. Well, we found on Amazon a pump dispenser that you just push on top of the big blue water jug, and it okay. sits on the counter, and it just it just it's like well that's the thing that you heard. It just pumps the water out and dispenses water for like seventeen dollars on Amazon. As opposed to just going to your sink? No, we have well water. and Oh, well, uh, enough said. If it rains a lot, we get a lot of iron in the water. So it's, Yes. We don't have city water where it's all fucking chlorinated, like you're going fucking swimming in the fucking public pool. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's what I got, my big blue water jug, 24 ounces of a pop. So this is number four for the day. <laughs> And it's will put me at 96 ounces for the day. Four ounces short. Well, do you do you get up and uh, pee a lot during the night? No, not really. Okay, I do. Well, I don't fucking sleep, so I don't really know if I get pee or not. Good point. If I get a full sleep, then maybe I would have an idea of waking up. But I don't really sleep 
anyway, so it doesn't really make a fucking difference. I was talking to my sister-in-law, and she is a, a nurse, and we were talking about, I don't know if this was like last Christmas, I want to say, we were talking about poop. She's, and why has it always got to be shit? It's just the way it is. She was asking me, she said, do you drink a lot of water? And I said, I think I drink a, a fair amount of water because I drink a lot of coffee, uh, and coffee uh, is water. Now, coffee is also a diuretic. So basically, that sucks the, the the liquid out of your body instead of putting it into your body. So she said, you should probably get some more water. Do you drink it black? Absolutely not. I can't do it. I can't do it straight. It's too bitter. It's an acquired taste. Fucking straight on that. I used to drink my coffee, extra cream, extra sugar. Or I would put in... Uh, Two scoops of sugar, two spoonfuls of sugar, and that French vanilla creamer. Oh, French vanilla is fantastic. Well, my buddy Forge, one of my best buds, so a shout out to Steve Forge. Um, he would, I would stay over his house when I do shows in NYWC. Mm-hmm. He'd get, you know, Sunday morning after a long evening out. He'd say, do you want coffee? Yes. And he goes, I guess you want that. I'm not going to use the, the words he said. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a foo-foo kind of version of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I said, yeah. So, and then the sugar. So that cut back. So then I then I cut back to regular cream and sugar. Okay. At which point then it got reduced to um, just the creamer, French vanilla creamer. Right, because it's sweet enough. Right, so then I then I cut back to no fufu creamer and two scoops of sugar and a little bit of milk. Okay, so I've weaned myself down now to uh, just a teeny teeny bit of milk, no sugar. But like it's like to me it's no big deal. Like Angel, she had she got Dunkin' Donuts the other day, and she 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 still gets hers. Extra cream, extra sugar. Right. Well, I picked it up. Oh my god, I almost threw up. I felt like I got your body's I, not used to it. I felt like I got a call from Wilford Brimley as soon as I took a, took a sip. <laughs> Did you just have a sip of that coffee? We're not diabetes. <laughs> oh god, the diabetes. Oh shit. Well, I mean, here's the deal, though. It, it works for her, though, right? She doesn't have... Does she have good genetics on her side of the family? She's pretty good looking. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. See, on my, my side of the family, not so much. Megan's side of the family, good genetics. So, God knows what our kid's going to look like one day, but I'm just saying, like, well, her body may be able to handle that. Let's just say this. It's a good thing the kid incubates, incubates itself. In the wife. <laughs> oh, I'm very grateful for that. Very. <laughs> so is the kid. Believe me. So you're at Target. You're gonna roll tonight. Sold out. And the fucking lady. Yeah. So we're upsell you. Yeah. So she's trying to upsell. So she says, "Well, it's not that much more, and you get all these extra fucking tweaks and ribbons and bows and whatever." Also, and. She walks over to me, and she says, uh, hey, I got the Fitbit. I said, great. And uh, I said, I'm going to 
go ahead and get uh, a couple packs of these undies and we can uh, we can hit the road. What kind? So anyway, what, what kind of undies? The conver- this the whole story is surrounding the Fitbit. Yeah, I know, but you talk about what kind of undies do you get? I get Fruit of the Loom. That's a that okay. That's a good start. What kind of Fruit of the Loom? Um, just regular white. I don't get. Well, they would be called tidy whiteies, but I don't get white anymore because I got the IBS, and it, okay, that's, that's not. Enough. That's enough. Back to the Fitbit. So I. <laughs> so I usually go with a with a gray. So anyway, we get the Fitbit, so we're in the car. Got the Shitbit. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I did twice. Moving on. On the ride home. Okay, that's... Gambled on a fart. Well, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. You think you're letting it out, and uh, surprise! So, that's why I always keep a couple pairs of undies in the car. So anyway, so we get in the car, and she's opening the box to the Fitbit. And I said, oh, Wow. Pretty nice looking. I said, gosh, couldn't believe you got that model for 80 bucks. I was like, was there like a sale or? And then the car got quiet. Then she had to explain to me that she didn't get the $80 Fitbit. She got the $150 before tax Fitbit. I pulled the car over. You did not. I pulled the car in a shopping center. I said, hand me the receipt. I got to take a look at this. I said, what in the heck? I said, you got to let me know about all expenditures like this kind of thing. I mean, this is double what we were looking at, right? Guarantee, guarantee, Mikey, if I were to – I collect wrestling belts. I'm only going to collect a couple of them that mean a lot to me. If I, went, if I told her that I was going to get a wrestling belt and it was going to cost 300 bucks, right? Yeah. And it ended up costing six hundred bucks. You don't think that something would be like, huh? That's double what you told me. That's that's I'm a just gi- being that's a giant double though. I think if you're gonna buy double a is a, a double is a double. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's double okay, eighty, which is one sixty, which is actually less than double. There's a big difference between spending hundred and fifty bucks. And spending six hundred. The point is, it was double what was originally discussed. We had discussed a certain amount. Yeah. We always do this before we go out. We say, "How much are we going to spend? What is our range?" Right. Let's move this over. Let's do this. All right, great. This is what we're going to do. This is the game plan. I have to have game plans. I can't just go out and willy nilly and go. Well, whatever happens, happens. I don't work that way. So you mean to tell Everything, me? You mean to tell me? Has to be mapped out that your lovely wife yes deals with your fucking insanity Mm -hmm. your technical inadequacies and you Mm -hmm. shit your pants and you're going to give not as frequently but you're going to give her grief for buying something that she wanted that's fucked up well i mean when you put it that way it kind of makes you sound like i'm some kind of dick well you know you said it So she's got the Fitbit now. We we kept it. We decided to keep it. Ah, we kept it. We kept it. We kept the Fitbit. So she tracks all of her walking on her Fitbit. Right. 
So she's doing an amazing job with her walking. She has to do the I'm going to have her spend more money now. She has to get the premium Fitbit account, and it, it tracks your sleep. I think she has something like that. She wears the wristband, and it tells her how the quality of her sleep. Yeah, but this this one thing goes all in all kinds of – like your resting heart oh. rate and your fucking oxygen levels oh. and all this shit. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's pretty- well, how the, how the hell does it know that? Let's be honest with you. How the hell does it know that? Because there's sensors on the bottom of the watch that can detect the oxygen levels in your by the clock. It can detect the oxygen levels. Yeah, it detects by the by the amount of uh, red in your in your veins. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking accurate too. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yes. My neighbor. Oh no, not 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 Pete. Is it Pete? I have no idea. Steve. I have no idea. Well, I call him Steve. Just we, we <laughs> You do you do the hairy lisp thing. I remember a time when I did the hairy lisp and I got crucified for it. Now it's a thing. Anyway, continue. Well remember Fourth of July. Oh, how can we forget? Yeah. It's a super big one. It's <laughs> like six hundred of them. Six hundred dollars lasted a minute and a half. Well, he he started wearing uh, like a normal ta- like a normal tank top. Okay. Then his normal tank top became like a t-shirt cut off with like the sleeves and everything cut off. Well, now he just walks around with no shirt on. So I've nicknamed him now Beefcake Almighty. <laughs> Beefcake Almighty. Yeah, kind of like from Guar. But very cool. But this fucking guy. Let me just listen. Now, <laughs> now I have fucking William Tell as a neighbor. Because <laughs> now he's out there every fucking day with his fucking shirt off. Yeah. With his fucking bow and arrow now. What? Yeah. He should, he, a, bo- a bow and arrow. Yeah. He, he he has this little fucking mini target. And he's up there now. What is he, Bo Duke? No, he's fucking William Tell. Oh, God. So he stands there now in the driveway. Yeah. Uh, in at the, the driveway. At the top portion, the top portion there. Okay. And uh, he has the target I'm kind of in the backyard. But I guess there's okay. not enough room to make him feel manly enough to shoot this target from far enough away. So he has to walk halfway down the driveway to to shoot um, this bow and arrow. And at first he had like one of one of his girlfriend's kids out there. Now they're all out there. Girlfriend was out oh, no. in the car, and today he had a fucking friend though. But they're out there shooting fucking no. shooting bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> what? So yeah, that that's the latest thing now. Now now I have fucking William fucking tell. <laughs> I'm, have I'm, you, I'm waiting for him to put up a little bottle with an apple on top so he can shoot oh, the, the apple on top. Have you briefed your wife and children about staying away from this, this neighbor? Oh, they've seen him. They've seen him. Because when you pull up the driveway, you have to uh, – you kind of come up the driveway, and then you have to fucking like wrap around. There's a top section where I normally okay. wrap around and then come down to the bottom section where where I'm at. Okay. And we came home Sunday from Angel's mom's house. 
and mm-hmm. he's got fucking bows and arrows laying in the fucking middle of the driveway. Oh, I'm like, I'm, so I pull up as far as I make the turn around and I see him running up to go collect his, his fare. <laughs> and I look at, I go, I, 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 as he's running up, I put my hand up, like, it's okay. But, but what I said, I'm like, yeah, no, it's fucking fine. Take up the whole fucking joint. It's fine. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he thought I was just saying, like, no big deal. I'll just back up. So I kind of gunned it in reverse. Yeah, oh, shit. Kind of backed into in front of my place. But I'm just like, fucking Jesus Christ. I like. Does he know that I you're like, not happy about this? Or? I don't fucking say shit. I, I don't. I, I like it better with the ex-boyfriend because they never went outside. They hid in their little fucking place and they never came out. Now they're fucking doing bonfires, like you know, he's <laughs> seven years old. He's like fucking Paul Bunyan, cutting down fucking mm-hmm. shit. Then he thinks he's part of the Gucci fireworks family. <laughs> and, and then now, then he's got, uh, yeah, William Tell with the fucking archery. Oh there. And then the, my one neighbor was telling me, he goes, "Oh yeah, this fucking guy came over the other day. He put a GoPro up in the woods and he showed him, oh look." Here's a bear. He a, here's a fucking. He put a GoPro in the woods. I'm like, oh, that's that's great. So I said, how, I said, you know, he goes, oh well, you know, I guess he's better than the other one. <laughs> this is this is concerning. I mean, he put a GoPro up in the woods. Yeah, he wanted to, I guess, catch all the wildlife. Do you legitimately have bears? Yeah. Where you're at? Yeah. Bears, foxes, skunks, possums, assholes. We get them all. <laughs> Sharpshooter. That's insane. That's insane. I mean. But no police have ever been called to his house, though, right? Huh? No police have ever been called over to his place, right? No, not yet. That was the last boyfriend. Oh, the cops did come over to, oh, the, yeah. to the house. Yeah. For Any idea for what? Well, they would argue and they would get like big fights. Or I don't know if she called the cops on him or I don't know. Right. I, I tried to mind my own business. But as long as you don't get an arrow through the window, I think everything should be fine. Yeah, well, my big neighbor's moving out. The big guy. The big guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like 650 pounds. This guy. Shut up. Shut up. No, he, he's like 6'8", and he's like, he's ginormous. He's 6'8", and he's like 680 pounds? That may not that much, but he's husky. Over six? Uh, Mikey, uh, if you weigh over 600 pounds, you're not husky anymore. No. Husky he, fucking went out the door a long time he's, ago. He's probably five bills. Valpuccio? Think Valpuccio, but like six, 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 seven, six, eight, however fucking tall he was. Mm-hmm. He's a very big man. Pretty. Sally Graziano? Pretty big. Uh, he's bigger than Sal. Bigger than Sal. Oh my God. Yeah. He's bigger than Sally Graziano? Oh, Jesus. That's what I mean. So he's moving out? Yeah, he's moving out. He got his, uh, his job relocated. Yeah, to a farm. Jesus. That's fucked up, Friedland. 
what am I supposed to say at that point? At that point, my God. It's, I don't want to take a pot shot at the guy. He's got a little bit of a weight problem. Probably a fucking thyroid. <laughs> Shut up. He's got thyroid. Oh, God damn. So how pissed are people going to be tomorrow? Let yeah. me see that the false finish is on Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I, I think the world's going to be upside down. I don't know if people are going to be able to handle it. So, folks, the false finish will now be on Wednesdays, and front row material with me and Jerry will be on Fridays because it's more conducive to Jerry's lifestyle. And especially this week, we had uh, Pustulus Maximus joined us um, for front row material. And let's just say we need some pretty, pretty, pretty extensive editing. For this particular episode. Yes. I've been working on it feverishly so, all day. So let me tell you, if you ever want to have a podcast and you want to have an alien as a guest <laughs> from the, from the uh, planet of crust, uh, be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Planet of crust. Oh, God. Well, yeah, so that will... Uh, thanks. Some of the things he was saying was yes um and like i like i i told freeland i said you know if it was video and you could see him in his intergalactic glory and you could see what uh, the character was um you would take what Different story you would take what you're looking at and it would be in context and it would be okay but being that this is audio only <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, listen, listen. If you like Guar, or if you don't like Guar, or you are even aware what Guar is, um, <laughs> oh my God. You know he did not disappoint. No, he did not. He came and delivered. You know, we do have Freeland. We do. I, maybe some, maybe some of that stuff that doesn't make the cut we can put on the Patreon page. We oh shit we should you know what if you want to hear the whole thing and I'm talking the full Monty well I don't know if we go uh, I don't even know if we can go the full Monty on that one that one you know what we are pretty uh, we're pretty out there you guys we don't usually hold much back to be honest with you but there are some things that we just choose probably not to go down certain roads eh it's not necessary in our opinion. Our lives are fucked up as enough. We're going to stick with that. This was very eye-opening. I've realized one very important thing after I got off that interview. I have lived a very sh- sheltered life. <laughs> I think so have I. I have those things back at Wow. Wow. Very sheltered. I, uh... Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah, so that's the... That's the new rundown. So everybody, mark your calendars, mark your schedules, and uh, still going to be the same fabulous, fucked up train wreck that we always are. We're just going to be flipped. That's it. Because Jerry's got to catch that flight <laughs> and get his sleep. <laughs> God. So, all right. So I posted on social media some things here. 
some questions to ask, and I got questions for you and for Jerry. However, I will ask the questions that are for Jerry. I'm going to ask them for you. How does that sound? So Liam Savage. Liam Savage says, hey, Mikey, did Austin ever ask you permission about using the whippersnapper as his finisher? For Freeland, how did you meet the guys and decide to start a podcast? So great question, Liam Savage. Uh, let's go first to the most important question. The whippersnapper, Stone Cold Stunner, you were prior to that. Um, I Didn't you say something about you had got inspiration from, was it the Fabulous Freebirds? Michael Hayes. Uh, Jimmy Garvin. Jimmy Garvin. Okay. So you got inspiration from that. Therefore, you were doing the whippersnapper. And then from there, you had the feud with Stone Cold. And then all of a sudden, hello, he goes ahead and uses it and uh, becomes probably one of the hottest moves of all time in uh, in, in wrestling. So Indeed. What was, your, what was your thoughts on that? Did he ever talk to you about that? Or was it one of those situations where – you really weren't all that concerned about it, or what happened? He was Steve Austin, on his way to being the top guy, most popular guy in the business. What the fuck am I going to say to Steve? Hey, that's uh, that's my move, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Gimmick infringement. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was funny because I told him uh, that I got it from Jimmy Garvin. He told me he got it from Michael Hayes. So either way you look at okay. it, the the move was inspired by the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, Another iconic team. Yeah. And I told Steve one time, I said to him, I said, do you know that I was at the mall one time with my wife? <laughs> Some guy came up to me and wanted to kick my ass because I didn't kick your ass for stealing the move from me. He just He just replied, God, people are fucked up. <laughs> yeah yes they are lehigh valley mall down here in pennsylvania some guy wanted to beat me up because i did not kick steve austin's ass for stealing my move and fucking paul blart and the fucking unic- unicycle thing <laughs> i come over, over here. it was that tenuous of a situation <laughs> that situation well at first i started laughing because i thought the guy was just fucking around and then he's like right no i'm, I'm serious i'm going jesus christ i'm gonna have to kick this guy's ass here Oh, right here God. in the mall. Was your family there, or was it just you? Yeah, my wife was there. Oh, God, that makes it even worse. Pe- people are fucked up. They are. They are fucked up. Let me let me ask you this question. I know we talked about this once before, but before we get to my answer, I think this just makes sense. What was the rule of thumb, or is currently the rule of thumb, when fans not only jump the guardrail, because I remember Jerry said something about and this has everything to do with fan interactions and maybe having to kick a fan's ass, but you can't touch them if they jump the guardrail. But the minute they get in the ring, all bets are off. Am I correct in that? Well, it depends. If you're over, if you're out of the ring on the floor, they jump the rail. Yes, you beat the fuck out of them. Okay. Not anymore. Now you can't do that now. But yeah, but if they got in the ring. Yeah, that was all bets were off. And the, what you want to try to do, you want to keep them from getting a ring, in the ring in the first place. Because ring sometimes, if you've never been in the ring, can be a little awkward to get into. Yes. So that that's like your opportunity is to get them while they're trying to get in. And you could hook them as soon as they're trying to come under the ropes. 
what I thought was interesting is a lot of people don't realize this, but the referees, some of these referees are, are pretty badasses. There was um, – what referee was it? Mark Curtis, if you remember him. He was a longtime WCW guy. He was also – I want to say even in the Jimmy Crockett days, NWA. He had the, the full mustache. He had the curly hair. Um, God bless him. I think he passed away. Brian Hildebrand uh, is who it was. Somebody came in the ring, and Mark Curtis kicked the living shit out of this guy. Like, the wrestlers stopped because he put this guy in his place. And I saw it on YouTube, and I was like, oh, my God. So... Yeah, he used to be a he used to be a wrestler. Brian. It doesn't surprise me. Because Brian Hildebrand was his real name, right? Um, but yeah, no, he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he could go. You know, he he just when he when he really started going, he uh was really was really small. You know, I think he started out back in eighty uh, four, maybe I think eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, started as a manager, but he wanted to be a worker. But he was just at that time, you know, nineteen eighty four. Unless you're fucking Bill Dundee, you know, you weren't you weren't getting much of a shot. True that. Yeah. But uh, he and then um, another WCW referee, Pee Wee Anderson. Yeah. He, I saw somebody. It was on a Nitro. And I guess it was – you ever see the feeds like um, – sometimes the feed doesn't get cut with the cable company and like somehow people upload it. Like the, the cameras are still rolling when the show is on a commercial break. Well, anyway, I saw a clip where the guys were still wrestling. It's a commercial break, but someone tried to get in the ring. Pee Wee Anderson lit them up, and it was just – you just don't expect that because they, they do such a good job with their character they portray, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But then when push comes to shove, oh yeah, you're going to you're going to get your ass handed to you. And I saw both of those two guys uh take care of business pretty well. So, but interesting. I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on how that policy works and I know nowadays it's a little different cuz everybody is lawsuit happy and all this other kind of bullshit, but uh at the end of the day, you got to take care of each other in there. Of course. Uh, the second part of his question, how did we start the podcast? Uh, well, Mikey and Jerry basically asked me. They said, God, we've heard of you. You've done podcasts before. Oh, fuck off. Um, we'd really like to be associated with you. What a crock of What is it? What's it going to take? Um, and I said, let me get back to you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm full of shit. I was doing a podcast with Dave Penzer, and then I left that show, and I did a show over in the UK, uh, a show for a magazine. It's called Total Wrestling Magazine. The The publication has now since gone out of business, and I still wanted to host, and so I started to do another show over in the UK, and we were airing uh, in Ireland as well on FM radio. We were doing great numbers there, and then I... I just got this itch to want to do, you know, a show with wrestling personalities instead of being a solo guy. And so I reached out to Mikey and Jerry, and I had interviewed Jerry once before, and it went really well. 
And it was kind of during the days when podcasts started getting hot, when everybody started making one. And I said, you know, why don't you do one? You know, he was a great interview. And he said, well, if I ever did one, it would have to be with Mikey. He said, that's the only person I would do one with. And so then I got the idea. I went after Mikey. Mikey originally told me no, didn't you? You said no. And uh, then I dangled the carrot. Well, your best buddy said he'd do one if you do one. And uh, how about we all do one together? So I kind of cohorced him to, to do it with me. So Good win. And you don't regret it now, do you? Every week, twice. <laughs> twice. All right, let's see here. What's a question here? Uh, this is for Mikey. What is your favorite uh, Dio era Sabbath album? Mm. The Humanizer. The Humanizer. Mm-hmm. And that question was from Charles Collins. Thank you so much, Charles. Uh, he has a question for Jerry as well, but uh, obviously Jerry isn't with us here. Do you want me to ask you the question? What question? The question Charles Collins was going to ask Jerry, but Jerry's not. Well, yes, you can ask me. I mean, do you want to answer it? Sure. Okay. What's your favorite death metal album? And do you still keep up with the death metal scene these days? Hold on. Trying to see. What was the question? All right, here we go. What's your favorite death metal album, and do you still keep up with the death metal scene these days? Nah, not really. I wasn't wasn't death metal. So you were never really into death metal itself. All right. No. Well, Charles Collins, I hope that answers your question. We do appreciate you writing into us. Uh, let's see here. This is from TJ, and, uh, TJ goes by the name The Great Southern Trendkill-Hicks. He writes in, Has there ever been any wrestlers that you did not like wrestling against? So this goes, Were there any wrestlers you did not like wrestling against? I hated wrestling the Sandman at first. That was just... And tell us why. That was just brutal. You know, he was... He was just really stiff, or...? Yeah, sloppy, stiff, drunk, you know. <laughs> uh, I did not like wrestling Van Hammer. I did not like wrestling the, the reason, Tate. Hold on. The, the reason for Van Hammer, what was the reason for Van Hammer? Do I really need to go into this? Okay, you don't have to. We'll leave it at you did not like... Well, I, think, I think just saying Van Hammer speaks for itself. <laughs> I, I didn't think I had to go into detail on that. Perfectly fine. Moving on. Chase Tatum. Chase Tatum, okay. I had to finish my water. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I had to finish my water. Oh, Jesus. Got a great question here from TJ. Okay. So Chase Tatum, the Sandman, Van Hammer. Yep. Uh, Okay. Was that your fly? What? Was that your fly? What are you talking about? I'm sitting on the couch. I just heard. I just heard like a zipper go up or or down for that matter. Okay, all right, never mind. Uh, here's a question. What? This is for you, wishful thinking, maybe. Don't tease me with a good time. Jersey Devil underscore eighty two. His name is Mike. Writes in whose idea was it to have Balls Mahoney debut in ECW? Oh, I don't know if I can go through all this. Um, 
with a sadomasochistic biker gimmick. Any memories of the short-lived gimmick before Balls became the hardcore chair-swinging freak? Any insight on the Balls Mahoney? Not really. He came in... What, 96, I think? 95, 96? But yeah, I don't know how that character initially started. But it wasn't really working, I don't think. He just kind of morphed into himself. And w- once he became himself, then, you know, he got over. But I don't think that biker thing was, was any good. Yeah, it seems like sometimes when gimmicks don't work, letting someone be closer to themselves is actually the uh, the best way to go. Yeah. The best way to go. Uh, another follow-up question from Jersey Devil underscore 82. Is there a specific territory in history that either Mikey or Jerry would like to have had the opportunity to work in back in the days of the territories? I think I know what you would say, and I think I know what Jerry would say. What would I say? Uh, okay. I would say for you, AWA. Oh, no. Florida. For, oh, you would do Florida? Yeah. Okay. Championship wrestling from Florida? Yeah. For Jerry, I think he would do really well or would have done really well in uh, global world-class championship wrestling with the Von Erichs. Yeah. I think Jerry was that high-flying, you know what I mean, baby-faced, good-looking, blonde-haired guy. I think that just would have worked. That would have been that would have been good for him. I would have loved to have been in the WWF in like 86, 87, 88. And why is that? That's what I grew up watching, and just looking back at it now with all the all those guys, you know, it's, it's got a sentimental uh, thing for me. Nice, uh, Mark and Dryden, and he is at at Mark Tuso. Hope I said that right. Uh, in 1998, if Mikey and Sandman had went to the WWF instead of WCW. And in 99 and 2000, if the Dudleys and Taz went to WCW instead of the WWF, would any of them have fared any differently? So we're basically saying if you and the Sandman went to the WWF instead of making your stop in World Championship Wrestling, and the Dudleys and Taz went to WCW instead of working for Titan Towers, do you think their careers, your careers, would have been different? Well, that's a no-fucking-brainer. Do you think that you would have been utilized properly in the WWF? I don't know. But the product was much better. 98-99. And they were kind of getting the whole roster over. Well, with the Attitude Era, the the crazy Mikey, I think, would have gone over really well. Yeah. I mean, that, that character was made for the Attitude Era. I mean, it was just, it was pushing the envelope... It was the craziness. It was the wildness. It was all of that kind of stuff. I mean, because think about it. You had a lot of characters like the Brood who were doing some things that were different at that time, a little more wild and, you know, I I don't want to use the phrase satanic, but a little different on that side. I think that would have worked really well. I think what the devil Tajiri and I could have done character-wise with their production and their budget, for different stuff. Would have been insane. Yeah, I think it would have been really cool. But it was not to be. I'm a podcast, Mike Freeland. <laughs> You're a podcaster with me. 
think in any way, shape, or form, and tell me if you think this makes sense, and I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your ass. I'm not saying this to stroke your ego. I have a feeling that you would have been a good member in the Wyatt family. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It would have been a different... The character, you, you mean? Me? I Yes, you. The wild, the crazy Mikey would have fit in perfectly with the Wyatt family. I it think. would have been... Well, yeah, it would have been a different character compared to what they're doing. You know, Bray with the right slow and the mind control and just... Um, Eric Rowan and uh, Harper um, be more quiet, like the silent assassins. I could have been just a nut. Yeah, that could, I mean, it could have worked. It would have, it would have had to have been tweaked a little bit. Right. But I think it could have worked. Maybe. You think about all this fantasy booking and what could have been. And I know we like to armchair quarterback things, but man, there would have been so many things that could have been different if you move a few people in a few different spots. Would oh, you agree? yeah, obviously. Wow. Awesome questions, guys. Thank you so much for writing in and asking them. Some people got back to me from last week, and they uh, they said I did you wrong with the oh, Aussie no quiz, and that they would have given you full credit as well. All right, we're not uh, we're not getting crazy with this. They think that I hosed you on some of that. I don't agree. You hosed me, all What's right? That? Uh, I, you know what? I stand corrected. I do have another question. My bad. Uh, let's see here. Jesse Rodriguez, would you wear a Mike World Order shirt if it said Mike Unit on the back? Sure. Mike Unit. Mike Unit right there. The Mike World Order. I've got a Mike, myself a Mike World Order shirt. Listen to his show. He's a good dude. What's his Twitter Long-time name listener. again? His Twitter name? Mike Cook. It's at one Mike Unit. So Mike Cook is at one Mike Unit. That's where I get confused. Where do you get confused? What, what confuses you? Like it's Mike Cook. Yes. But he's the Mike World Order. But he's at Correct. one Mike unit. I'm confused. Correct. I think he should be. No, he should be at M I I I I I K E unit. That's that would be another good suggestion as well. So Mike Cook might want to rethink about your your Twitter handle. We love you, um, but yes, Mikey's just confused as far as you could you could definitely market yourself a little bit differently because he gets confused between Mike Cook and one Mike unit. Not to be confused with my unit. I see my name on Twitter is Mikey Ripperick, and my handle is Mikey Ripperick underlying thingy. Right. It's called an. See, so easy that is. Like Jerry's is Jerry Lynn mm-hmm. at it's Jerry Lynn. It's Jerry Lynn. You're Mike Freeland. You're at you're Mike Freeland, right? And what's your handle? I don't even know. At Mike Freeland. At Mike so, Freeland. So there you go. So you can't be Mike Cook and be at Mike Unit. You got to be Mike Unit at my M I I I I K E Unit. How many eyes is that again? Uh, four or five. Four or five at least. Nice. Six, six if you're fucking feeling uh, pretty frisky. <laughs> six if you're feeling frisky. Guys, thank you so much for writing in these questions. We do appreciate that. Um, I want to ask you this question, Mikey. We, we, we talk about this 
about wrestling in general and what our opinions are of wrestling these days. I, I'm thinking of Mike Unit and Crazy Train now. I'm thinking about Mike Unit and Crazy Train now. Why are you putting the two together? Well, because my in my weird brain, I'm hearing myself say, M I I I I K E Unit. Dana, Dana, Dana. My I I guess it. Oh, that's good. Thank you. You're welcome. Mike Cook, you might need to uh, consider doing a little change here. You could have a new intro. Speaking of podcasts that are really cool, I have to uh, give a huge shout-out and a big thank you to Shining Wizards, the Shining Wizards podcast. They went ahead and hit me up, and they sent me a very nice, very, very comfortable, I mean, this is very nice, shirt, a Shining Wizards podcast shirt. I'm going to go ahead and post my picture of wearing it. I look very dapper in it. My tits don't look like they're too big in it. And it's a black T-shirt, so that's slimming, they say, which, so they say. But uh, why, uh, Shining Wizards podcast, very nice, very nice. I appreciate that. Why am I what? Why are you begging for T-shirts? I'm not begging for T-shirts. Do I seem like I'm a T-shirt hua? Well, I like I like wearing different T-shirts. I like it. I guess. Why would they just send you, you know, a shirt? Just because? Why did I say what? Why would they just send you a shirt? Just because? Yeah, because I'm a big fan of their show. I listen to their show. Did you pay them for it? Sure. I mean, I, we're not going to get into all this right now. Shining Wizards, follow them at yeah. Wizards Podcast. I don't want you okay? to, it's, want people to think of you as a mooch. Now, why do you got to say that? That's so now recorded. That's recorded now that you think I'm a fucking mooch. I didn't say that. I said I don't want people to think that you're a mooch. Well, now you're putting the impression in people's minds that I am. Don't do that. You can find their podcast Mondays well, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. Like mooch, that's your fault. Then obviously something in your brain is making you feel uncomfortable about having this shirt. 7 p.m. Eastern on you know, I was Rant I was trick or EMRadio.com. Well, oh, Jesus. I'm trying to fucking plug these people, and you're just fucking going on. What? What? I, I was uh, cheating one time. Yeah? And the, the lady answered the door and okay. called me a butcher for trick-or-treating. Okay. I thought that's pretty fucked up. She told a child that he was a mooch because he was trick-or-treating. Yes. How old were you? 11 or 12. Okay, that's reasonable. So what the hell does that have to do with me? Well, if I was considered a moocher for trick-or-treating at 11 or 12 years old, you trying to get a t-shirt for somebody for free is definitely continuing. It's, it's wrestling talk and talking about wrestling. Mondays at 7 p.m. East on RantEMRadio.com, available on all podcast platforms, Patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast. And you can follow their website at shiningwizards.com. Once again, awesome podcast. Check them out. I've been on their show. I endorse them. It's fucking awesome. I know. Good people. Good. You already got a shirt. You're you're putting them over. Hey, I'm just saying. I take care of those who take care of me. You're trying to get one in white now? No. Do they come in another color? I would assume so. I tell you what. Mm, shining wizards just saying <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding 
I'm not I, now. Now I feel guilty. Now I feel really bad. Telling me I'm a fucking mooch. I should also tell you that Shining Wizards also sent me a Shining Wizards pen and a uh, a, a beer bottle opener as well, all with their uh, insignias on it. So I got like a basically a Shining Wizards care pack sent here to the house. It'll be on eBay in ten minutes. I bet. You are a fucking terrible human being. You got to pay for that Fitbit. Stop it! I'm not buying another Fitbit. Yeah. I would never buy a Fitbit. One that you already no. got. Got to pay the current one off already. Hundred. So what? What? We oh, talked a little what? bit about the. Uh, oh my! What now? Nothing. You said. You said. What was that about? I, said, my... I was trying to go. I was trying to go into <laughs> something. <laughs> and you just did. Uh, yep. You done? Did you get it uh, out of your system? Yeah. You know what? Go fucking drink some water, okay? I will. This is called a segment change. Jesus. Four ounces short. My segment goodness. change. So we were talking about the WWE pay-per-view, the horror show at Extreme Rules, and I know we kind of touched upon this a little bit. Um, yeah, but they'll hear more about it on Friday's show. Yeah, so let's not talk about it. Sucked. What more is there to be said? I wish I, the only thing I was going to say is I have found out through my sources. Did you say I? Yes. Okay. Uh, there you go. That um, good job. Thank you. Here's looking at you. Um, I found out through my sources that what had originally happened that they originally were going to go through and actually have more of a graphic depiction of the eyeball popping out of Rey Mysterio's head. Sure. However, at the 12th hour, Vince McMahon decided to pull the reins back because he thought it was too much. However, he did not think the vomiting was too much, so that was still... No, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. I need more vomit. Yeah. Give me more vomit. <laughs> I don't understand the, the the concept of the vomiting because the cell job, in my opinion, and I'm no wrestler, okay, I'm not putting myself in that category, was a little, eh, I don't know. I didn't feel like this, like the whole goal of the match is to, to pull someone's eye out, right? So you actually know what you're doing. So you're you trying to tell me that after you actually see an eye come out, all of a sudden you're going to turn around and barf all over the place? Yes, you're mean, evil, and sadistic enough to remove the eye, but looking at it, too much. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, don't really get that. That seems that seems very counterproductive. Maybe he's bipolar. Maybe he's schizophrenic. Maybe they're going to have a, uh, a Zoloft on a pole match. Maybe they'll have that next. Winner gets 500 milligrams. Loser, 50. Just a thought. I remember you were a big fan. Eh, maybe a big fan's maybe not the right description, but you, you like the John Cena Bray Wyatt cinematic type of display. Yeah. I myself did not understand a lot of that. And yet you explained it to me. Yeah. I don't feel you, like it was you, really and you, necessary. And you never went back and looked at it again. I didn't. I, you told me to go back and watch it again, but I didn't wa- watch it again. Right. But now, now so that you're, you know what you're supposed to be thinking, if you go back and look at it, it will make sense in the context of what they were trying to say. 
storyline. But you got it on the first try, though. You yeah. got it immediately. Yes. Okay, then you must be a cut above because I know a lot of people well, who I sent was, me DMs and said, I have no idea what the fuck that was all about. Considered wants to be in the Wyatt family. So I have that, you know, that wavelength. I, I think you have a good mind for wrestling and the whole psychology aspect of it. I just didn't get it. And I don't want to have to think when it comes to my wrestling. I just want to be entertained. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to have to sit back and go, wait a minute. What the hell was that all about? Yeah, because that's, that's the exact that's, situation I had with, with the Extreme Rules one. I didn't fucking understand a goddamn word of that. Well, see, that just wasn't good. I get what they were trying to do. It was just not good. And the problem, they hit a fucking home run with the Undertaker. Yes, they did. They hit double, maybe a triple, depending on your point of view, with the John Cena one. If they're going to start doing this fucking shit all the goddamn fucking time, it's going to be blah. Well, I thought the original... The concept was because Undertaker could not physically work a traditional match in the ring. That's why they did this. Is am I understanding it correctly? No. Well, then what was the, what was the point then? The Undertaker, in his current state, needs a crowd, and needs the entrance, and needs everything to go along with it to make it really entertaining. And when you took it out of there and you put it into the performance center with really no crowd at that point eh, i don't think it was going to be you know because you know he's older you know he's kind of limited what he can do uh, you know and especially with no crowd noise or anything else like that yeah and you know the bone what the boneyard i guess they call it the boneyard match, yeah yeah it well. was it was very good but the problem is they're going to the well times here and it's just becoming like okay Oh, now we got we to gotta do one of these fucking gimmick things now, which you, you can't do it all the time. Once a year, maybe. If the, if, the, if the situation is right for it, you do it. You know, it's the same thing they would do with fucking Hell Cell and fucking the Elimination Chamber. Oh, well, it's elimin- Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. We have no really reason to do it, but we're going to do it anyway just because it's the fucking makes no sense. So you've seen the uh, the swamp fight, okay? I've seen the swamp fight. I've rewatched the swamp fight. Still fucking confused as all hell. In your opinion, talk about the fucking can, swamp. It's fucking terrible. Can you can you give me any idea of what they may have been trying to go for? Bray Wyatt mind games. Bring out the fiend. Throw back to fucking Friday the thirteenth. I don't fucking know. This wasn't good. So whatever they were trying to do, yeah, it's just. Well, I mean, Eric Bischoff has been released. Paul Heyman is no longer part of the creative. And now all you have is Vince and Bruce Pritchard as the two guys who are coming up with these ideas. So we know where the responsibility falls. Yep. On Vince McMahon, because Vince gets the final say-so. So if we are not happy with something, don't get mad at Bruce. A lot of people on social media choose to pick on Paul Heyman or pick on Eric Bischoff or pick on Bruce. It's like, guys, you don't understand. They can only throw and pitch out ideas. They they have power, 
But at the end of the day, the old man is going to be the one who's going to decide what happens and what doesn't. So, I don't know. That's correct. It's time for him to to step aside, in my opinion. But um, there's a lot of wrestlers who I've heard through my sources. Some people do want to go to NXT. Some people don't want to go to the main roster. I think there's a lot of confusion and a lot of frustration within WWE. Would you agree with that? I think there, I wouldn't say it's confusion, but I would say that different people have different goals. You may have some money that, you know what? I'll make money. I don't give a fuck about anything. I don't give a fuck what I do. It's all fucking fake bullshit anyway. I don't give a fuck. Put me, me, pay me. Just fucking money. Then you have people that want to be famous. They want to be a fucking star. They want the attention on them. They want people to come up to them at the airport. Those people want to be on TV. You have people who just want to wrestle and have good matches. I want to have the best possible matches I can. So you have different people with different goals, and there you go. The the problem lies is when your aspirations and your expectations and your goals don't line up with the people running the company. That's where you have frustration. And then you have people who want who want all of it. I want to be a fucking star. I want to be on fucking TV. I want to make a fucking lot of money. I want to have great matches. So there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. There's no, you know, it's you are an employee of the company, right? And no matter what job you go to, you're going to have aspirations at that job, right? True. Same thing with wrestling. Now, if it turns out that you, your employment somewhere is is no longer working for the owner of the company, and they don't see a value in you, they let you go. Or you don't feel that you're being utilized for potential and that you're being wasted, you're not being compensated fairly, you're going to quit that job. The wrestling business is no different than any other business, anybody else with a job. There are certain goals that you have that you want to accomplish and a certain goals that the business want to accomplish. When both sides are firing on both on all cylinders and you guys are on the same page and you're agreeing with certain things, it's a very nice, smooth, harmonious relationship. If one side and the other side is not happy and they start to butt heads or the one side starts to get cranky about it, start to bitch and moan about their job, well, that causes negativity as well, at which the, the company is going to say, look, either do what we tell you to do or shut the fuck up and go away or be quiet. Just like anything else. Did you ever have anybody that you went to when you were hey, – because I know a lot of times you know, you got to be careful who you talk around or who you discuss things with because you never know who's going to say something back to somebody else. Did you ever have a couple of people that you felt comfortable with if you guys were in a closed-door room or you were in your hotel room that you could let it all hang out and just have a vent session and you knew it wasn't going to go anywhere else but that that room? Yes. Well, I'd hang out with Spike. 
I was talking to Taz or Tommy Dreamer. Uh, you know, people like that, you know, that you're in your, in your click and people that you trust, you're going to talk to, you know, now if, if you wanted something to get out to somebody at the same time, I would know who to say something to where it would get back. You know what I mean? Did you ever have to pull anybody aside or did you ever pull anybody aside and say, Hey, this ain't the place. This ain't the time to be flapping off at the gums about X, Y, and Z, you're killing yourself here? Have you ever looked at someone and told them to calm down or pull them aside? Or Yes. Absolutely. You know, my, my thing was when I would work for promoters and, you know, local indie, you know, no live TV, not, none of that shit. And two kids would have a match. And the match would be, say, not very good. They blew a bunch of spots. They blew the finish. They, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They went too long. They weren't long enough. And uh, the kids come through the curtain and the promoter right away. What the fuck? La, 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 la. And, you know, I would then go talk to the kids. And... Whenever I talk to kids after their matches or anybody after the matches, especially if something does, if it doesn't go well as planned, the first thing I say to them, I say, is everybody okay? Is anybody hurt? It's the first thing I ask every time. Because ultimately, that's the most important thing. Are you okay? And then I talk to them about the match and I, I try to put them, you know, if it's people I don't know, I'll be more diplomatic with the way I say things. Um, if it's people I do know that kids that I've been around for a while, I just tell them blunt, very bluntly what I think and, you know, my opinion. Uh, but then I would go to the promoter and I'll say to them, I go, you know, you, your show is running a little bit longer than I wanted to. I said, should I cut a promo here in front of you and say that your show's too fucking long? That's fucking four hours now and this is bullshit. And a good odd time for a wrestling show is two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes. Am I, am I going to, I said, should I shit on you for this in front of everybody? It's like, well, no, I said, exactly. So those two kids go out there and they're wrestling for you. And yeah, okay. They didn't do a good job. You know, they're young or they, whatever the fuck happened. Your vision did not come across in a match they had. The first thing you should do is be appreciative of the effort. And your main concern, above all else, should be, are they both okay? I said, how do you know one didn't get his bell rung? And he's out there fucking half unconscious. Did you even consider to ask? No. I said, exactly. I said, so don't be a fucking asshole when guys are out there wrestling for you. And I guarantee you're paying them 10 bucks if you're paying them at all. I said, so, yeah, they're paying their dues and they need to work cheap uh, to get experience and all that stuff. I get that. I said, but again, you are doing them a service by allowing them to wrestle and learn their craft. And they're doing you a service by doing it cheap. Okay. Again, that's what we talked about before. It's a two way street. But the first thing you do is you're going to come in here and you're going to fucking chastise them and fucking run them down as soon as they walk through the fucking curtain. I go, that's unprofessional and that's bullshit. If it was live television, you had a major pay-per-view going on, and these were experienced people, and they fucked up, 
I still wouldn't agree with what you did, but at least at that point, you're dealing with seasoned people and, and you know, it, it, there's money on the line and all the other shit. At that point, okay, maybe. But to fucking chastise two 20-year-old kids who had a bad fucking match and you're going to be a fucking dick about it is unacceptable. I don't know where the fuck I, I was mean, going with. But that's no, no. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you went down that road because it's uh, it's definitely the more I get to know it through you and Jerry, it's a very very difficult industry. Very, it's a very emotional, very psychological business to be in because you are getting criticized and critiqued from your body to how you do something. I mean. Do you think do you think some of the wrestlers coming up nowadays could have handled the way the ECW crowd if they didn't feel like you were given giving a good effort? Do you think they could have handled it psychologically out there? Uh, it's hard to say because the society and culture is so much different now. Right. So I mean, I you know back in the day, that's how it was. You know, it, the people said what they thought. You know what I mean? You know, like Francine, show your tits, or right. she's a fucking crack whore. That, right. That's just or you, you know, fucked you up. Back, you look back, yeah. You look back at it, and yeah, maybe it doesn't age so well. But you can't always look at things now. You can't look at things the way they were then and look at them with eyes of today, because yeah, it's Correct. not going to be. <laughs> it might not age well. But you have to take in consideration at the time when this was done, this was society and this was culture. Right. right, wrong or indifferent, it doesn't really matter. That's just how it was. So you would agree that when people look back and say the Attitude Era, ECW, that was grotesque, that was violent, too violent, yes. that was inappropriate. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. if you're looking at it through the eyes of 2020. However, in 1997, 98, 99, it was not. And even some, It was considered edgy. And some of it was a little bit, even then. Ugh. But yeah, especially now, if you go back and look at it, it might not age well. Wouldn't you also agree this fits perfectly? It dovetails into the conversation of, Who's on your Mount Rushmore? And I think you and Jerry talked about it, too. You can't do it that way. You have to do it per generation because each generation was different. The different ten styles. Years, ten, ten years from now, who's on your who's on your Mount Rushmore? I'm going to say Randy Savage. Right. I'm going to say Bret Hart. I'm going to say Ric Flair. You know, I'm going to say Mick Foley. 10, 15 years from now, you're going to ask somebody who's 20 years old now, hey, who's on your Mount Rushmore? They're going to say Cody Rhodes. Will Ospreay, Will, Kenny Omega, yeah. Nido. Yes. Well, you know, it, it's just how it is. Things change. Right. Things evolve. Some things devolve. But there has to be an understanding that things are going to change. And the past may not look back as glorious as you think it is looking back on it. I loved my time in ECW and my wrestling career. I loved it as fucked up as it was. And looking back now inappropriate as it, it, it could have been considered. I had a great time. And at the time it was fine. 
no one had a problem with it. We're not problem with it now. Now you have stuff now that that they're doing on TV. Fifteen years from now, twenty years from now, AEW might be considered offensive. Right? Who who knows? You know, but who who are we to judge? And people growing up now will watch it, and they'll see wrestling twenty years from now, and it'll be the style that it is. They will look back at AEW and said that shit was fucking terrible. Which is when I look at wrestling from the 60s and the 70s, early 70s, to me, it was terrible. The type of wrestling I enjoyed was 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, WWF, and NWA. That, to me, is Now, I came in, I did a little bit different style than they were doing then, obviously. But I was still close enough to the line where it wasn't like a completely out, out, you know, a thing. You know, kids that were 11 and 12 years old 20 years ago, they're going to think the Attitude Era was the greatest thing in the world. Oh, that shit was fucking so great. Steve Austin and The Rock and, and la la la. You know? Kids nowadays looking at it that are that age now, 10, 11, look back at that stuff back then and go, that stuff was stupid. I like Orange Cassidy. And I like Best Friends. And I like Cody Rhodes and, and Sonny Kiss and, and, you know, Joey Janela. I mean, you know, that's what they're going to like. Luchasaurus. Luch- yeah. Yeah. So this is just, and this is with everything in life. What do you think people are going to say? Well, it's, it, well, Maybe that's not a good example here, but look at Gigi Allen. If you're going to talk about music, look at Gigi Allen, for example. Would that fly today? No way. It didn't fly back then, but it doesn't fly now. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that were doing things even in the era that they were doing them in that it didn't fly. So there's it's 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 a big hodgepodge of at the end of the day, it is what it is. You got to move on. So let's not forget the Kiss My Ass Club. Let's not forget Trish Bark Like a Dog. Trish, take off your top. The Kiss My Ass Club. Let's not forget that. Gold Dust being androgynous. Can't forget that. Marlena having a uh, miscarriage. Mae Young giving birth to a hand. High and tie. Chopping off uh, Val Venus's choppy choppy pee pee. Well, he had shrinkage, so that was okay. <laughs> and need I remind you of Katie Vick? I will leave it at that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, guys, don't uh, don't be too crucial or too hard on the way things were at some point in time. Because guess what? We're going to be revisiting this conversation again in 20 years, and we'll be having the same comments oh, no, that I'm we not. had about the generation before. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to drag you back into this conversation. No. Will we be doing this podcast in 20 years? No. <laughs> you never know, Mikey. We can, we can be going 20 years strong doing this show. There's no way in hell. We, we only have 18 years to go before we there, hit our 20-year mark. There's no way in hell. Hey, never say never. Hey, what's that they say in the wrestling business? Never say never? There you go. Uh, that'll put Jerry in his 80s. Oh, my God. 
and he'll still be laying in bed showing us his nipples. Wow. Probably. Well, you know what? That's just the way Jerry is. Before we put a bow tie on this whole thing, so we've learned a lot this week, and uh, we learned that you're getting yourself into some good shape here doing DDP yoga. I'm happy for you. You're drinking some more water. I'm happy for you. By the way, speaking of this really quickly, I didn't, I didn't think I mentioned this at the time, and this might be considered inappropriate, but uh, if you poop and it looks like rabbit droppings, you know, like the little balls, that means you're dehydrated. I saw that, that you should drink more water. Yes. If as you crude poop, as that may sound, yes. Plop, 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 bad, swish, swish, good. Yep. If you're dropping marbles out of your asshole, not good. Nope. So just let you know in the uh, summertime, uh, little word to the wise, do what Mikey does. Drink the water because you don't want... You don't want marble shooting out of your sphincter. Sound good? Well, no, it doesn't sound good at all, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point. All right, so do want to thank everybody for their questions this week. I do want to do uh, some shout-outs. Are you ready for this, Mikey? I thought we're going you home, did. but we're doing shout-outs. With shiny wizards and this fucking thing and free shirts and mooching. Now who do you have to shout out? We we need to move on from this whole mooching thing because I feel like this is not going to be good for my online persona. Uh, I want to thank I am Forge, which is at Forge NYWC. That's it. Had a great conversation. Yes. Before. Awesome. Yeah, man. Absolutely awesome. One of my best. We talked about. We talked about fishing, and uh, God, I hope I can get a chance to uh, to get myself up to I believe it's Long Island and uh, and fish. We sh- we shared some pictures about fishing, so we had a great conversation. Thomas Fossetti, formerly known as Kitchen Sink by Mikey Whipwreck, he reached out to uh, to us this week. He's on the road, I believe he is in Nevada right now, listening as he's driving his truck. Thomas, keep on trucking, my friend. Uh, Rogue Time Lord Wine, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for interacting with me on social media. I do appreciate that. Do they have That's any when they, when they reach out to you? With, well, I guess they do, if they listen to this fucking episode. They know uh, what they're getting into with you. Well, they're becoming my friends. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't go as far as say friends. I don't know, man. I'm a pretty friendly person. I think people... Well, now, would it be inappropriate if I asked them what their address is to send them a holiday card? Yeah. Okay, all right. That's probably... More, that's it's more appropriate for you, to, for you to send them your address asking for free shit. That, that's... Okay, stop. We're, we're moving on from this. Damn it. You continue to, to harp on the same things. I'm not a mooch. I'm not asking for free merch. If you, you have a you show and you want me to talk about it, I will talk about it. DM me with your address. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. But that's a choice that they have. That's all I'm saying. Right. I, I wear a size 2X. Um, that's it. Uh, ratings? Reviews? Oh, I am so glad you said that, Mr. Whipwreck. Let me pull it up as we speak. Sure you are. 
You know what? See, you're really catching on to this thing now. Let's see here. Well, if I don't, you're going to text me in 15 minutes. And go, oh, we didn't we didn't talk about the, the reviews on, on podcasts. And I go, well, you should have fucking paid attention. Can, can we re-record? No, we cannot. I'm done. Once I hang up, that's it. I've met my fucking contractual obligation. <laughs> Which was written on toilet paper. Uh, let's see. Here. Oh, no. Court dots his eyes and crosses his T's. <laughs> I've been I don't locked think in for d- fucking seven months. <laughs> Uh, did I read Jaw Aching Fun last time? Did I read you that one already from Jaw Great Britain? Fun? I don't know. You'll be laughing your head off all episode. Do you want to listen to the best Iron Sheik impression in podcasting, the perils of being a larger man, and the escapades of Jerry and Mikey's time in wrestling? Then this is the podcast for you. Thanks for all the laughs, guys. You're awesome. And this is CTHEW12, and they are from Great Britain. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, our, our latest one is, wow, can't believe I never did this yet. Been listening since day one. Never did funnier each. What? Never did what? Been listening to this ever since day one. Gets funnier each and every episode. If you would not cut me off, I could read the damn thing. Well, when I ask a question, you should answer it. What was your question? Can't believe they never did what? It's titled... Wow, I can't believe I never did this yet. Meaning, well, write a review. I said after talking to post, uh, fucking uh, Pustulus Maximus. Oh, there are a lot of things. I have no idea what up. you're in for. This is indeed seriously. That's going to be a doozy. Anyway, let me get back to this one. Been listening since day one. Let me try this again. Jesus Christ! Been listening. English, the third language. No, it's just something's going That's on a, with your audio. My Jesus, audio is fine. trying to be professional. If you'd hardwire in, like I told you, you wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Been listening to this since day one. Gets funnier each and every episode. There's a three-way dance that always is a Broadway. Thank the three of you each week for giving us what we want. The laughs, wrestling, and a look into your real lives. Once again, thank you. This is from Apple Podcasts, and it's country. Ah, gosh. I want to say it's pronounced Angel. I hope it is. So, thank you very much. You know, uh, you know when when you talk about wrestling, when you went to Broadway, that's when you go to the time limit. And then Mm -hmm. you'd want people, you'd leave them wanting more. Right. There's no way. Do we leave people wanting more, or do we? Well, you, well, you, you leave me wanting less. (laughs) <laughs> do you think when people get done listening to the show they're like oh fucking thank god I don't have to listen to this shit for another week no because they do it voluntarily I'm fucking contracted obligated to fucking do this shit this is this is true oh Mike, oh, Mike you do a podcast with me you me and Jerry oh half hour a week really doesn't even have to work. okay cool yeah half hour a week my ball bag here we are <laughs> session number two for the week I'm about That's four right. and a half hours. But you enjoy every second of it, don't you? I, okay. When I hit end on the call every week, <laughs> that's the best one second of my day. 
that is the highlight of the show is, is. is when it disconnects. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. All right. Well, if you guys enjoy what we are doing, like all these amazing listeners who've written in and left us five-star reviews on iTunes, please do us a favor. Go on over to iTunes. Go ahead and click that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of not only Front Row Material, but The False Finish and Overbooked, where we chronicle the extremely unauthorized story of ECW. We go chapter by chapter. I believe we're going to be going into chapter 18 coming up, so a new episode is coming out for that. But all you got to do is go over to Front Row Material on iTunes and go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the show. And uh, we'd love to, to hear what you guys have to say, and we will definitely be reading these on air. If you'd like something to be answered by either one of the guys, hit us up on social media. Feel free to go ahead and DM me. I'd be more than happy to interact with you as well. And... If you would be so inclined to go on over to Pro Wrestling Tees, you can get yourself a Jerry Lynn or a Mikey Whipwreck shirt, or you can get yourself an official Front Row Material shirt. And I think, uh, let's see here, I don't think we have a holiday coming up until Labor Day, so I think they're going to offer a coupon then. But if you'd like to go ahead and pay the full price, Mikey appreciates that. Get yourself a t-shirt, take a picture, tweet it at us. We would be very happy to see that. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Mojo Riverfish today. Mojo Riverfish, E.J. Miller. Why? What What should I talk about with Mojo? Well, you talk about him oh. every week. I think you talked about this time. He got kicked in the balls. Did Are you, you say I'm kicking him in the balls? No, he got kicked in the balls. Oh, that's not good. Let me see here. Hold on. Let me let me find this here. Oh, let me just tell you. I paid attention just like yesterday. He was practicing well, with his, one of his kids. Yes. He took a ball to the nuts. Ooh. Ooh, not good. Not good. No. Mojo, ice those puppies down. So we hope you're feeling better. After you got a kick to the, uh, to the crown jewels. Where the hell's Beardo? Where's that guy at? If you hear this, where the hell are you at, pal? I've invited him twice to come in and join me, and the man has a bedtime like Jerry Lynn. I DM Beardo. I said, hey, you want to come on and join me? I already went to bed. He hits me up the next morning. Jeez, old Pete's. I don't know why you waste your time. I tell you what. Trying to get the guy over, and what do I get? Nothing. You're trying uh, to get... Oh! What? You're trying to get him over? I'm going to put him over. That's right. Oh. Why, you think it's the other way around? Well, you're talking about him a lot. Somebody else I want to talk about really quickly who can we, literally... Can we thing. Jesus not, Christ, you keep going on. Hey, hey, well, I think you'll, you'll be happy with this one. Like listening to Trump. You're, listen here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Drew. Drew's a good dude. Drew's your brother. He and I chat a lot. Good man. He said, hey, you know what? I hear you talking about all these other people. Let's talk about me. So you know what, Drew? You're right. I'm going to give you a shout out. Drew Watson, thank you for always uh, listening to the show and giving me some very fun 
creative, constructive feedback each and every week. Appreciate that. Well, if he gives you feedback, you should at least do the night the right thing. Fucking, you know, uh, listen to it. Apply it. I do listen. I do. I do listen to his feet. What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you? you, Are are you seeming to think that I have not grown since we started the show? That's it. You said he's giving you feedback. Yeah, he's giving me good feedback. Well, you keep calling me. I know he's telling you. Stop stop calling. You know, you should, he, should really stop, he should really stop phone calling my brother. You know, he really... He's had about enough. I don't, I don't think you're getting the hint for you. Uh, you can follow Mikey on Twitter at MikeyWhitbrick underscore. Mikey loves interacting with listeners. So hit him up with your DMs. Your DMs are open, right, Mikey? My DMs are open. Indeed. DM. And you can follow Jerry Lynn at It's Jerry Lynn. You can follow me. I'm at Mike Freeland. And you can follow the show's account at FRM Podcast. You can tell that's going to do it. You want. I just blocked what? people left and right. Block, block, block. You just blocked who? Whoever. If they, if they do something, they spam it. Block. What do you mean if they spam you? You said DMs open. They're going to fucking spam the shit at me. I'll just block, block, block. I've never had anybody spam me in a DM. We have to give a fuck about you first. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to say goodnight. For Mikey Whipwreck, I am Mike Freeland. Hope you enjoyed it. We will catch you next week. You can say goodbye now, Mike. Ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, shit. The world of NLW Radio never stops.